Welcome to Talking Friars. I'm your host, Ralph Shockey. Joining me today is my co-host, Richard Scott. Uh, Rich, usually record on Fridays, but here we are on a Tuesday afternoon here in Rouen on a beautiful Sunday day in Friartown. Yep. Uh, listeners, please enjoy the day. Hope you're enjoying it. Listen to this later when the sun goes down. Uh, but we're here for a special occasion special and breaking occasion. news yep. development, right? Uh, our head coach, well now former head coach, Ed Cooley, has decided to part ways with the Friars and head to the district and head to Georgetown to become their next men's basketball head coach. And we're also going to break down the Kentucky game, but the story of the day and the story of the last few days have been, you know, Cooley, quite frankly, and we're just going to hit all hit yeah. on all that. So, you know, without further ado, here we go. Rich, uh, what's on your mind? I mean, so many emotions right now. Sad, upset, betrayed. Yep. I mean, I, no words can really explain like how we are all feeling right now. Yeah. I mean, Ed Cooley was the heart and soul of our program. Mm-hmm. I think he was the heart and soul of this entire school. Even. Yeah. You know, for someone like him and his status and what he was able to do in his 12 or 13 seasons yeah. here at, at 13, Providence, I, I mean, it, it's just tough to see him leave. Mm-hmm. And it's tough to see him, you know, the way he left. Yeah. And, and see how he went to Georgetown, which is – in the same conference, first yeah, of all. first head coach and in the Big East to do that. is also the worst team in our conference. So it sort of hits on many different levels. And not only that, but throughout yesterday and today, we saw two of our recruits decommit here. Yep. Jared Bynum entered the transfer portal. Yep. And, I mean, it's just it's, it's sad overall for, you know, the way our season was. I think that the season was not a letdown by no means. I think that no. I think the ending was a letdown. I think the ending was a letdown, but the just like the you know like the way we made it to the NCAA tournament when we had so much doubt in the beginning of the season. Yeah, that I think that this this season still had a lot of meaning, mm-hmm. and it should be regarded as a good season despite the losing ending. to Kentucky, yeah. Kentucky in the end, and the way that we ended like our last five games, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I I mean I'm just super upset. Yeah, with how everything happened with Cooley. Yeah, I think you're starstruck. Also, yep. Uh, you know, a few weeks ago, the the Cooley to Georgetown rumors started kind of to spread. Uh, I know on March 11th, John Fanta tweeted that Georgetown has their guy, and at the yep. time, you know, I don't think any of us would be like, yeah, you know, that's Ed Cooley. Cooley's going to Georgetown. I think we would have shut it down immediately. Um, but you know, it turns out that that was their guy. Yep. They got him. You know, credit to him. They were. They're paying him in the neighborhood of $6 million per year, according to Fanta. So They pursued him. You know, I think we were able to match it. I think we – I mean, they're they're willing – they're paying him six. I think we're in, like, the four to five range. Um, I think I, – I think we were in the three range. Oh, really? We were in the three and a half. Oh, wow. so okay. Yeah. You know, but it goes to show, like, you know, money talks. Yeah. Money talks in this yeah. league, in this conference. Yep. It's a business yeah. at the end of the day. Exactly. At you the know? end of the day, it's all just a business. And Georgetown does have the highest endowment of, out of all the teams in the Big East. Yeah. You know, I don't know how much they're paying Ewing for his time there, mm-hmm. but, you know, Ewing to get three Big East Conference wins in two years, in the past two years, yeah. and really having such a letdown six seasons that he was there, mm-hmm. you know, like, is was he really worth the – he was probably getting paid $6 million in that ballpark too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so like if we look if we look at it, mm-hmm. do you think that Cooley is worth two times more than what he was getting paid here? No. I don't believe that. And the reason why is because his X's and O's are very and easily very replaceable. Yep. Our offense is a ton of ISO ball and getting it down to the rim and about any any coach can coach that. 
and we talked about it before the Kentucky game. We were like, we need to see high-level offense. We do. Ball screens, motions. Like, all his X's and O's are iso ball. And, you know, when you have that little mar- – we talk about margin error a ton yep. when it comes to coolly coached teams. It's like when your margin for error is that slim and you're not producing and you're not scoring in the paint and, like, you know, say, like, you have a player like Bryce Hopkins isn't going, then you're just screwed. Yep. And then you just, you know, you dig yourself into a hole like we've seen many times this season and then you just can't come back from it. So I think from a from an X's and O's standpoint, he's very replaceable. Yep. The area where he isn't replaceable is when it comes to leadership and coaching and relationships. Like he is a leader of men. Yep. He is a glorified leader of men, and you know he's very relatable with the players. Yeah. He's great at re- making relationships. You know, the saying "us we together family friars." You know it's. It's true, and, you know, as you just mentioned, like, he's kind of the face of the school, face of the program, face yep. of Providence. You know, he's the king of Providence. And I was watching a clip from John Fanta's, like, Field of 68 Twitter thing this morning at Ray when I, when I was yep. having breakfast. And it was like he done it. He, part of the reason was he didn't want to be, be, like, still stay the king of Providence, right? Yep. It got to a point where he couldn't even go out with his wife. Uh, without, and without, like, recognition yep. and people mobbing him and pictures and autographs. So I get that. But, like, the thing that sucks the most is just the way that he did it. Like, I the think way. we're starstruck. Yep. But and at the end of the day, it is a business, but it's just the way that he did it. Right. And the way he built the program, his story, yep. the American dream, the kid on the streets of Providence. He grew up rooting for Providence, becomes the head coach, builds the program to where it is today. Like, don't get me wrong, the program today is in a much better spot than where it was when he first came here 12 or 13 years ago. But his whole mantra and ego and just plethora and what makes Ed Cooley Ed Cooley is like his decision to leave is just the most anti Cooley thing ever. Yeah. Yep. For him that to whole entire us we together yeah. family it's just it's, it's like a joke. That. It's like a, it's fraud. a contradiction of that entire yeah. statement. Yep. It's yep. like you know I'm sure you saw it on Twitter yesterday, but it was like us we together family fraud, fraud. or like yep. us we together family yeah, liar. Like, yeah, they're yeah. That higher signs too, but yep. it's like. That's what you built the program on, and then when you're deciding to leave it, like that's what you do. Like, yep. that's not being us. That's not we. That's not together. together. That's not family. And it's not friars. Like, nope. F- not only do friars not do that, yeah, but family doesn't that do that either. And like, you know, we talked about it before the Kentucky game. We were like, oh, how much do you think the rumors play into it? And yep. we, were, we were kind of like speculative, like, oh, I don't think it plays that big of a role. Like, he kind of shut it down. And even after the game, he was like, next question, and like. I got to do what's best for our players. And it turns out, yes, he's the next head coach at Georgetown, men's basketball. But, like, I'm sure you've also seen this, but he put his house up for sale March 3rd. March 3rd, yep. After March 3rd was the blowout loss at home to Seton Hall, the loss to UConn in the Big East tournament, and the loss to Kentucky. Kentucky. I saw that he met with Georgetown while we were there away. Right, which was five days before he signed his house on uh, right. March 3rd. Right, and yep. then he met with his athletic with the athletic director. So he's had this job for a month. Right. And you know Basically, what? Yep. Coincidentally, our last win was versus Georgetown, funny enough. Was, yep. After he got that job, supposedly, just season goes right. to rest, season goes to bed, and he's right. tanked, really. I mean, this is all speculation here, but you mm-hmm. know, I think that he met with Georgetown with the officials and the yeah. higher-ups at Georgetown when we beat them. Yep. You know, And also, I, I also heard like that his daughter goes to Georgetown, yep. too. She's a, a senior. senior. Yep. So, you know, I don't know how long these talks have been going on, but knowing that his daughter goes to Georgetown – there could have been some sort of deal or talks in the making or in the works for a long period of time now. Yeah, you know, oh, that's which is fair. That's you know fair. something to yeah. sort of think, think about. about it, but yeah. you know, going back to what you're saying is, 
do you think, do we think, you know, do Friar fans think that the ending of our season was the way it was and just absolutely devastating, terrible ball play, terrible mm-hmm. basketball, mm-hmm. you know, especially against Seton Hall getting blown out at home. Yeah, that's awful. I mean, could that have possibly been because Cooley knew he was not going to be on this team? You know, because yeah. we've, we've, seen, we've seen, like, our team retaliate, come back. Mm-hmm. Fight. You know, like, the team doesn't fight. give up, that's for sure. Exactly. And in those games, like, I did not see that typical, like, fighting spirit. It didn't seem like anyone wanted to win. And, you know, with that comes the heart and soul of the team, our head coach, Ed Cooley. Yeah, your team is your head coach. And every game that we were down behind, Cooley would get our guys back in. We were always resilient. Mm -hmm. And that is the key trait that I think Cooley brought to our team, was the resiliency and knowing that even if we were down, we could always make it back up. Mm-hmm. That that David sometimes can be be it's Goliath, yeah. exactly, and that's what Cooley brought to our team. I did not see that in any of the games that we were down behind, and I think that a lot of that had to spark and had to just do with the fact that Cooley knew he was going away. But that's yeah. all speculation. Though. Yeah, no, I think but, it's a fair but, point. You know, I because I I can't see like any reality where Cooley would have wanted to have won that game against Kentucky, moved on, made another Sweet Sixteen run. And then say, hey, guys, well, guess what? You know, like, I'm leaving. You know, yeah. I mean, that would have been worse. I think that Cooley, in some sense, wanted to lose these games to make it, like, a better, you know, like, like oh, like, we had a bad season, now I'm gone. Right? Yeah. I don't think he wanted to Kinda end like, on a high note. Yeah. Play it down and be like, let's tank the rest of the season, it'll make me look worse. And so, like, right. me taking the Georgetown job will be better. Right. We'll make be me better. look a little bit better. So, that's sort of some mindset that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what a lot of people are thinking, especially yeah. after seeing that his house was, you know, signed yep, and put up for sale. Put up for, yep. Put up for sale on March 3rd. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that that's what a lot of people, and that's where that feeling of betrayal comes yeah. from. That's where that entire, you know, because I coolly, you know, it just didn't seem like he was himself. He was yeah. not himself. He was not that us, we together family friars mm-hmm. for the past month. Yeah, and I think that we saw that in all the interviews, mm-hmm. in the way that we played ball, and yeah. just I think in every single aspect, Cooley was not Cooley for the past month. Yeah, and the, within that, like you have to think that he took the job a month ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just have to. Yep. And so he had this job locked up for a month, and we were just talking about a pre-show about like if we knew about this earlier, and he came out and said like, okay, I'm gonna be the next head coach at Georgetown next yep. season, no matter how the season goes, like we would have been able to make. Dr. Holland, that's so funny. Yeah, we would have been so able to fun. make a make a run at a uh, Rick Pitino. Yep. But now Rick Pitino signs with St. John's for six St. years. St. John's, right. And now we're the only team left in the conference without a head coach. Yeah, head we're coach. scrambling. Yep. And just looking at bigger picture, conference wise, like the Big East has never been better right now yep. when it comes to head coaches. Yeah. You know, UConn. I like. I know we don't like Dan Hurley, and everyone hates Dan Hurley. But, but like, they have a franchise coach. Right. Coach. Right. I think he's going to stay there for a long time. And he's got a he's a hell of a recruiter. Yep. Too. That's why they're so talented, why they're so deep. They have a top-five recruiting class next season. Yep. So UConn's only getting better. Marquette's got Shaka Smart. I know he's 1-8 in the last nine tournament games, but they're only getting better. Yep. And their team has another whole year of eligibility yep. left. Greg McDermott and Creighton. Creighton, yep. They're only getting better. They have so much money to throw at people at Creighton. Yep. Xavier and Sean Miller, his so first year. First year. Look, look at what 16. he's able to do. Sweet 16. Yep. And they're only going to get better. Right. And they got boom and Nungie I mean, even and, Villanova, without Jay yeah. Wright, I mean, their Neptune, head coach was able to. They're still going to give you fits. Yeah, exactly. They're still going to give you fits. I know exactly. Cam Whitmore is going to leave. And, you know, Justin Moore, I think he's going to leave. I'm not sure. Yep. But still, I mean, Nova's still going to always be there and give yep. you fits. 
That's even, already even Seton Hall as well. Yeah, Seton Hall, Seton like, Hall, year two. They're gonna be, they're gonna be better. Right. Then Rick Pitino and St. John's. They just got Rick a Hall Pitino of Fame coach. John's now. Yep. I'm going to make a bet that St. John's will be dancing in next year's tournament. I think so too. I think that's a great prediction. And that is seven teams right yep. there. Yep. And I was like asking you and asking my buddy. Yep. I was like, in Divine Providence on Twitter, I was dealing with him. He's a great Twitter follow, by the way. Go give him a follow. Shout out to Divine Providence. That's my guy. But, you know, you think about those teams, and that's already seven right there. Yep. And so ask yourself this. Who are we better than today? Right. DePaul and Butler? And that's it? I mean. Nova, maybe? It's something. Just because it's pure yeah. talent-wise? But yep. just ask yourself something that. something to consider, yeah. And now we're the only team without a head coach, and there, there are no, like, slam dunk yep. higher options out there. Yeah. You know, like, I've, I've seen Kim English. I've seen Shrewsbury from Penn State. Bobby Hurley, now Archie Miller most recently, and it's like this 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 next this 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 next head coaching decision yeah. is going to determine Knapp's career, right? Right. And how he's remembered at PC. Right. Because whoever comes in here has big shoes to fill in Cooley. Yeah. And you know, if if he doesn't do well, Knapp probably gets fired. If he does well, that's a home run hire. But the thing is, like the options out there aren't able to go to bat and hit a home run. Yep. And that's why the coaching decision and process right now has got to be very patient. Right. I know everyone wants the right guy immediately, so we just stop all this coolie stuff, right? But with less of greater options on the market, you really got to take your time and be patient about this. Yep. You know, and so it's like now all, it's just it's crazy how in two years where the program was going. Right. Last where year. Where it could have been. Yeah, yep. and where it could have been. Where it could have been. Last year, coming off a of Sweet 16 in right. the off season. You get Bryce in the transfer portal. Right. You get you get uh, Carter in the transfer portal. You get Lock. Lock in the transfer portal. Even Clifton Moore. Clifton Moore. Yeah. What am I saying? You know, no, he's just, I'm thinking of Reggie yeah, Miller. Yeah. yeah no. Exactly. He's just tall. But yeah. anyways, like you get those guys in the transfer portal, and then okay, this season was a bit of a down year. Yeah. Like 11 seed. Okay, that's fine. But then you look at the next year before everyone decommitted. Decommitted. Excuse me. Yeah. And it's like Garway Duell, top 40. Yeah. Yeah. Commit would have started. Drew Fielder, top 112 recruit, yep. probably would have started. Santoro as a nice, like, yep. big man piece off the bench. And now it's like all three of them, most likely, uh, well, do already decommitted, Fielder already decommitted. Which still Santoro means that they can we'll still see. sign with us later on. Yeah. But the chances it's are unlikely. unlikely. Yep. Yeah. But it's like, you know, if if we had, like, if, if Hopkins and Carter stay and we yep. had the recruiting class coming in, and, like, I, a few weeks ago I was manifesting a lineup of yep. – Pierre, Duwall, yep. Bryce, Devin, and Drew Fielder. Drew and I'm Fielder. like, oh, my Imagine. God, there's so much talent on this team. Would have been a se- second weekend team in the tournament at the very least. Right, especially with the mindset of Cooley Yeah, in that too. lineup that Me you too. just mentioned. I mean, the potential for this team for the next four or five years, the sky, the sky yeah, was the, the limit, limit for this team. The sky's the limit. The sky was this limit. Yeah. I, I mean, that that's where, like, this whole – you know, Cooley's situation comes into play because not yeah. only did Cooley leave us, he screwed us over with the he recruits. He screwed us over with players. the recruits because, like, the players decided to come to the colleges because exactly. they had coach because because of Ed Cooley. Yeah, and now I mean, I'm worried for the sake of like Hopkins staying here. Well, Carter they would have to sit out a year, but I they did see would. something about like a waiver, something yeah. about like a waiver. And know. you know, because I I don't I don't know how comfortable these these guys are going to feel. Yeah, having a brand new head, head coach. coach. Yeah, but you know, but they're they're, they're still. 
Cooley's skill, Cooley's talent as a head coach is replaceable. Yes, but it's, his it's leadership. Gonna, but it's still it's still going to take a few years to get a new head coach, yeah. build the foundation, build the culture, right. get his recruits, and yeah, and and sort of get like the players to know his style, yeah, and what he's right. expecting, right. and to get like that, um, to get that sort of like morale and get like that, mm-hmm. you know, like talent, you culture, know, culture bond, exactly, yeah. yep, to just like get that like all like cohesive into one team, mm-hmm. Friars basketball, yeah, and. That's something, you know, like I, I, I think that if we had or if we even have a good head coach going forward and we had those recruits, I think that our team could have been a fantastic team. We would have had a great yeah. starting five lineup. Elite eight potential, some, in my opinion. Uh, yep. And, and I, I think as we were saying before, like I think that we could have beaten these other teams in the in the biggies. Because mm-hmm. you said like how that there's like seven main teams that have yeah. a – you know, like a really good head coach yeah. and some players coming up. Mm-hmm. But I still think that with the recruits that we were going to have, with the Drew Fielder, yep. Garway Duall, like yep. I, I think that we could have been in contention once again for Biggie's you know, title. A, a Biggie's title, title for another, you know, a, a few years. March Madness run yeah. in, in a few years. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, it, it, it's just, it's a huge bummer to see. Yeah. Holy leaves. After, I think, also, arguably it's... like a top five season. In Friars basketball history, yeah. when we went to the Sweet 16 last year, won the Big East regular season, mm-hmm. sort of everything that Coach Cooley ever dreamed of yeah, and that Friar fans dreamed of, could have possibly ever imagined, happened last season, mm-hmm. the 2021-2022 season. Mm-hmm. And, and that, oh, keep going, yeah, and, and, and it just, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. It is absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah. But I got, I got one more point to bring up. No, go up, for though. it. Go for as long as you want. I mean... <laughs> It's our podcast. <laughs> our school, you know, doesn't generate the same amount of money as yes. Georgetown's, yes. as Villanova. Nova, yep. You know, I, I think even C, our St. John's might generate more money in endowments. Mm-hmm. I mean, our, we have a small school. Yeah, no, 4,100 kids. We have a small school. We have a small endowment. Yep. We can't really afford more than what we were paying Coley yeah, like, than the what, three and a half, you know, or whatever it was, 3. 8, you know, to get him. And that's why I think we were blessed to have Cooley for the time that we had him. Yeah. Because he didn't complain, and he was just the head coach. I mm-hmm. think he took that role, and, you know, I think that the team was, like, you know, like he wasn't looking for more money or anything else. Right. He declined the Michigan um, offer yep. a few years back. Yep. Like, he wanted to be the head guy of Providence. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think I speak for everyone here. Yeah. If you're offered double the money, you take it. Yeah. I mean, you would have to be a saint. Yeah. Not to take that amount of money. This is where I sort of stand with Cooley. Mm-hmm. Is that it's a business decision. It, to, it's a to, business decision. Exactly. It's a I business decision where you don't even have to perform as well as you did at Providence at Georgetown. Because you're, you're getting an extra three million bucks per year. An extra we learned this in uh in, in Manage, yeah. did we not, Ralph? Yeah. No, where we do, we where you could yeah. put the same you could produce the same amount of output yep, exactly with right. greater amounts of money. You're exactly right. You know, I, I greater outputs do, with less effort. Do you think that even with getting paid six million dollars, that with the talent Georgetown has right now, mm-hmm. that you know, just the Ed Cooley addition is gonna make Georgetown become, you know, the lead competitor in the big east? No. I don't think so. No. I don't think so. You know, so that's where, you know, I, I, I think Cooley, Cooley did it more so for the money, which I, I, I you know, I, I can understand that. Because I think every, Partially. you know, a lot of people believe that, you know, like if you're given more money and three and a half, four million, when, and they all, Georgetown also bought out his contract too. So I think mm-hmm. he's like north of like, 
10 million just for next year. Well, yeah, we're getting like a few extra million back in that. So that'll yeah, help, I think so. We're still. getting a few extra million back. But, yeah. you know, I think any sane person would have taken that deal. That's where yeah. I side with Cooley. But, you know, I, I, it's just the whole reputation in the way he went about doing it. Mm-hmm. That And, and this, this is where betrayal, like I went through the betrayal, yeah. and this is where it becomes sort of sad and yeah. devastating on this yep. side because Coach Cooley was a role model. Mm-hmm. He was he, an idol. He was a he god. Was he was idol. a hero. Like he's like oh he's one of the god. reasons like that. I love Providence College. Me so too. Much Me too. Is because Coach Cooley made you, you know, proud to be a friar. Made you super proud to be a friar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And seeing him leave in the way that he did, he turned into a villain. Yeah. He turned into this. Yep. You know, just this guy that everyone now hates. His legacy and reputation is tarnished. It's tarnished. Tarnished. Here. And that and that's what sucks the most because th- this guy who I idolized, mm-hmm. you know, he was my model. Role he model. was yeah. like all, pretty much all of our role models. Mm-hmm. Now we're gonna live the rest of our lives Can never looking at him, that yeah. you know, looking at him completely different. Can never look at him the same. Never way. look at him like, ever and, again. And the respect, and that's just what I, that's what sucks the most to me, is because the respect for Cooley is never gonna be there again, especially yeah. here at Providence. Yeah, I can't wait. No for one that is gonna respect him, and. You know, and, and that's where, you know, because I, I, I loved Cooley. Mm-hmm. I, we all did. Yeah. We yeah, all did. Yeah. He brought so much to our school. So much joy, happiness, hope, optimism, everything. And he, yeah. put, he put Providence on the map. Yeah. He really yeah. did. He put, yeah. he put our program on the map. Yeah. You know, I think since God Sham God, you know, in 96, since like mm-hmm. that season that we had, that Elite Eight run, mm-hmm. you know, up until we got Cooley 13 yeah. seasons ago, yeah. like he took our program really from nothing into something. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 he just tarnished his legacy, and it's sad to see. Yeah, no, it's very it's, sad to see, especially yeah. the way he went out. I think mm-hmm. if he were to outright have said, "Hey, Georgetown, offer me this amount of money. I'm taking the offer. Like, I love you, Friars. Like all that," and was mm-hmm. outright and you know and and sort of front about it. Yeah, that I think the legacy, the respect, everything would have remained the same. Mm-hmm. And it's just it, the way that everything happened. It's just sad to see he's now turned into the villain. Yeah, you know, a few things. Um, you know, a few weeks ago, like it was notified by John Finn, like Georgetown found their guy, right? Yeah. If that was their guy from all along and from the start, why didn't they wait for just contract negotiations after the season? I have no clue. If that was the, if he was their guy all along, yeah. why don't you just wait till after the season? I mean, I get it. Like, we could offer, but we already extended him last season. Yep. So it's like, why don't you just wait? And for Cooley, well, in the same breath, like, excuse me, (coughs) for Cooley, it's like, okay, they're going after you, and they're in like, they're your top like guy. Yep. Why don't you just wait until the season's over? Yeah. Like, they're not going to go to somebody else. Like, you're their guy. And even if Province does offer you a contract extension, another one. That Georgetown could easily match it, right? If not, pay you even more, pay you even and more. then you're getting right. even more money than six right. million. Yeah. So it's like from that standpoint, it's like, why you negotiate? It's it's tampering. First of all, Val Ackerman needs to do something about it. And like, why don't you just do it after the season, not during the season? And your players and then all these leagues are coming out, right. and now you're that's what makes you the villain is the reputation and everything coming out about you now. Right. It's like, again, I'm not mad and upset that he left i get it from a business decision right. and his perspective right. it's just the way and how he did it and right. like he could have did it so much so much differently and in a different and better way he didn't set a good example for anyone or any parties involved right it's like he could have just easily said after the season you know because 
you know, his camp must have let him know, okay, Ed, you know, Georgetown is really coming after you. They're top priority. Right. If I was cool, I would have been like, okay, great. Tell him, you know, I'm not going to talk to him until after the season's over. Yep. My focus is on Providence and getting us to as far as we possibly can yep. be. And then after the season, reopen it up with discussions with Georgetown and be like, okay, my season's over. You know, I've done everything I could here. You know, let's talk. Let's see where this goes. Let's, I'll make a decision right. if we want to stay at Providence or Georgetown. Additionally, I think part of the reason with him leaving is because he's reached his ceiling here. I think he reached his ceiling here. And yep. it got to a point where I've done everything I possibly could at Providence College. I I do think he could have done more with next year's recruiting class for I think he could have too. I, I which sucks about it the I most. I completely agree and with that. What sucks about it the most is because, you know, he let the players down. He yep. let the players down. That's what hurts yep. and sucks the most. He's let the players that committed to him to be here for the future. Right. And now he's gone after only one he year. Let, he let Hopkins down. He let Carter down. He let our mm-hmm. whole entire team, you know, that made it to the to – the, March Madness this year, yeah. just down. Yeah. And, like, the other thing is, like, you know, we've talked about on this show throughout the season. It's like, you know, we all like to look at UConn and Creighton and Marquette and Xavier, and they're so talented and they have so much depth. That would have been our team next year. It would have. It and it's like, it's just a stab in the chest. It and is. God punch. Cause it's one like, one thing after another after another. Yeah. Like and it's just going to be a continuous downward spiral, spiral for Friars basketball. And now it's like, where do we go from here? And, like, yeah. In the matter of two years, it looked like, you know, Kings of the Big East, like, going to be one of, if not the best teams in the conference for year to, years to come. And then, you know, we have this down year-ish, I guess you could say. And now Cooley's gone. you got to hire a new coach, two decommits, probably through Santoro soon. We'll see. Yep. And now it's like, okay, we're, in, we're the only team without a head coach. The conference has never been, you know, better yep. coaching-wise. And it's like – where'd we go from here and there there are not a lot of like slam dunk like hires and home run hires out there on the market right so it's like where is the direction like where do we go like he just left us in such a you know hole to dig ourselves out of it's just it's unbelievable because it's like the way he built it up from the ground up as you just said he did put us on the map and yes he got us back to natural relevancy you have seven NCAA tournament appearances in 12 seasons. Like, that's great. That's good. That's all right. good stuff. We're, I want to touch on this tournament record at some point with you during this right. episode. Yep. But it's like the way he built it up, it's like the exact – the way he left is like the exact opposite. Right. It's like he's this hometown kid, American dream, like poor kid from Providence. And he builds it up to like – to a point where, you know, it's really the American dream. Yep. Only to leave it to go chase more money – and to go to a, not a, I wouldn't say a worse program, but just like a worse team right now. Mm-hmm. Like I'd say we were a better te- talented team than Georgetown right now. I don't, right, but I don't think we have the same not, program. No, I don't think we have the same. Definitely money not the same program, to, reputation, reputation, money, yep. and and certainly not head coach because we don't have a head coach right now. But yep. it's just the way in which he did it. It could have been so much handled like better. He right. could have just done it after the season. Like after the season, he he could have came out of the the Kentucky loss and wrote, like, a long letter, like, hey, Providence College, like, I've done everything I can for the last 12, 13 years. Like, you know, he could have talked – he could have made the agreement after the season with Georgetown after the Kentucky game and been like, mm-hmm. hey, Providence College, I've done everything, but, you know, the best decision for me going forward is to be the next head coach at Georgetown. Like, then I think it, it would be, like, respected and everything right. would – like, respect. But, like, he did it for the last month of the season. Yeah. During the season when this team is trying to win a national championship. Do I think we would have gotten there? No, but still, you're in the tournament. Anyone can win it. It's a you're it's zero zero. It's zero and zero. It's it's a fresh it's a, start. It's a fresh start. It's yep. a new new league, new season. It's just like 
just the way he did it like yep. just rubs me the wrong way because it just it's so uncoolly like and now yep. i i start to think like did he use us as like a leverage tactic or like it was the us we together family friars thing like a like a a fraudulent or like a joke or like a scam or a cheap whatever right it just yeah it just sucks you know again it's not because he decided to left i know why he decided to leave like he's getting more money yes he's and that, going and it's all understandable yeah no it's all understandable like, more money a lot of the reasons are understandable yeah yep. more money better basketball school better program more of a reputation national championship alan iverson you know his wife and him want to change the scenery, which is respectful. Yep. They've lived in Providence for 50-plus years, I believe. Yep. You know, D.C. is a bigger city than Providence. And, you know, I think a big part of it also is, like, his idol was John Thompson, right? Yep. The late, great John Thompson. Yep. And, you know, he was the first black and African-American head coach to win a national championship. And I think for Cooley, it's like, okay, this is a door opening for me to be, like, the next John Thompson. And follow his footsteps, and I think that he can believe. I think he believes that he can bring a national championship to Georgetown with his recruiting and coaching. We'll see if that happens, but I get it why he decided to leave. And you know, you and I are going to face this in life ourselves, right? Like soon in the future, like with your career. Yeah, like yeah. these are business decisions. Yeah, these are business decisions you got to make for yourself. At the end of the day, you got to do what's best for yourself. Yeah, and you know. Ed Cooley doesn't know us personally, obviously, but I'm sure he wouldn't. He doesn't care what we think about this. Exactly. Like he doesn't. He's doing. He's he doing care. what's, he's best, doing what's for best for himself. Yep. Like that's exactly right. Yep. And like, I get it. I get why he left, but it's just the way that he did it is just right. unprofessional on so many levels. It rubs everyone and the I, wrong way. I think way. it's also unprofessional on Georgetown's part too. Yeah, no, it's a bad look for all parties involved. I I agree. I yeah. mean, I I would say like. Besides, like, our athletic department, but... Yeah. No, because we, we had no I mean, say in it. No. I, I mean, Steve no. Knapp really I mean, said, he went yeah, on the interview, said, and he said, yep. like, this is the first time I've ever yeah, heard about it. Yeah, Sunday morning, gone. the day before he got hired. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, like, there were always the rumors, but nothing was ever confirmed, like but also nothing was ever even, I don't even think, said yeah. between Cooley and Knapp. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. And I guess, like, Knapp was saying it on, like, the interview he was getting an interview by Morian like WPRI like yep. the other Sunday night and he was like Ed and I's relationship is second to none like all this stuff like yep. how much do you question like Nap and Cooley's relationship in like Cooley's decision to leave and like a first time athletic director oh do you want me to repeat the question yeah repeat the question like Sorry. how much do you question like Cooley's decision to leave in like his relationship with the first time athletic director in Nap in his first year well I think compared that- to like a Driscoll well, I, I think that Knapp, I think, got, like, the, the position that he got because of Cooley. I think Cooley had a good say in getting yeah. Knapp. In, yeah, well, well, Cooley wanted Knapp like, to take the job over after right. Driscoll. That's after what Driscoll. I saw yesterday. Right. So I think that Cooley, in a sense, could have done this in order to give Knapp, like, that, you know, position and, like, you know, to hire a new head coach. Mm-hmm. And he could, like, sort of be, like, the hero of, like, the basketball program. Yeah. You know, so he p- sort of gave uh, Knapp, like, this, like, position in order to, like, get a brand new head coach mm-hmm. and sort of like find someone who could build up the program. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, a lot of that, you know, recognition or whatever should, you know, go to nap. If they find a new head coach that is able to bring the team back up to like the point yeah. that Cooley had right. and all that. So it sort of sets up nap in this like fresh position. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is going to be the biggest decision, like of one of, one of the biggest decisions oh, yeah. of his athletic directing career. 
Definitely. You know, it's only his first year, too. Like, he is pushed back against the wall, like, as much as he possibly can be in yep. your first year. Yep. It's a crucial decision. It's a crucial yep. decision. It's going to, like, the trajectory of the basketball program right. is going to be based off of this decision. It's huge. Like, it, it's huge. And, like, that's why he's got to be patient because there's not, like a, like, a hot and sexy name out there. You know, like, like just think about it off the top of your head, yeah. like Cam English, like Michael Shrewsbury, like Bobby yeah. Hurley, I think Archie Miller, like, I, I mean, I'm intrigued by them, I guess, and it kind of feels like an edge, like a good hire, but there's no, like, great option, like a Patino out there, or like right. a Donovan or now, something Now, do like you that. think that if Cooley had acted or even spoken word of his transferring to Georgetown, mm-hmm. Do you think that there could have been a chance that we could have gotten Rick Pitino? If if like if we knew about it before he took the job and all yeah. this stuff came out and before St. John's went after Pitino, then yeah. Yeah. But I do think from Pitino's standpoint and viewpoint, it's like he lives in New York City already. Yeah. Like he's closer to St. John's, and I guess like he only he either wants to live in like New York or Florida, so he's closer to St. John's. But I saw a Twitter a clip on Twitter yesterday, and it was like, you know. I love Providence College so much. Like, I loved it there. Like, that's why I coached there. I, I don't know. I mean, it's all speculation and hypotheticals. But, yep. you know, if all this cool stuff came out earlier, we would have been at least been able to make a run at Patino. Right. Which make sucks. an offer to Yeah, him. make an offer. You know, and let him know, like, that there would be a position opening up. Yeah. I mean, Patino – I think Patino would have been the best bet for oh us. Oh, my God. First yeah. off. Oh, my even God. Hall of Fame coach. Even if he's he had, like, coach. a three-year stunt in here. Yeah. He's our coach that brought us oh to the 87 God. Final Four. Yeah. He coached us from 85 to 87. Mm-hmm. And in those three years, those three marvelous years, yeah. I think that he was able to, you know, create and, you know, produce this, like, top, you know, I, I, I think maybe arguably the best Providence College basketball team mm-hmm. in, in, in the history of Providence College. Yeah. You know, bringing us to the Final Four. Yep. I think Patino, with his skill, with his knowledge of basketball in general, yeah, I think that he's going to be a huge asset for St. John's. Oh, my God. They're going to be and good I, next I'm, year. I'm, I'm sort of jealous for them. Yeah, me too. But I think that if we were to have made a move at Patino, I think knowing his history here, good shot we definitely could have had a good, good shot, shot getting, getting him. him. Yep. At the very least. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it just – It's difficult. You're just – but it, it, it puts Nap in a position now, yeah. going back to that question, to find the new guy, the new head yeah. of Providence College. Yep. Who's going to be the leader basketball. of Who's going to be the yep. leader of Providence College? Because, yep. I mean, just look at it this way. Like, I'm not trying to, like, put any other, like, sports teams at Providence College, like, you know, differently or under the bus or whatever, right? But it's just, like, we're known for our basketball team. We are. Our men's basketball team. I know, yep. like, people say we're a hockey school, but, like, Look at the attendance. Look at how many more people care about basketball than hockey. Like, whoever we hire as the next head coach is going to be the leader and face of Providence College. I agree. It's not going to be, like, you know, Nap. It's going to be our next head coach. Yep. I know it's going to be, you know, Dean Sears and, you know, Father Sakar. But, like, you know, the the people that that, the person that's going to look at the most is whoever the next head coach is. Right. And, like, yeah, it just—it's uh, just the options out there, which just worries me the most. I agree, because like if we hire like a lesser quality head coach and sign with like anywhere from like a three to six year deal, and it's like if it, does, if it doesn't work out, and like other options, other better options are out on the table, like the next season, the season after, then you're stuck in a position where like oh we got to fire our head coach and pay him the money that he deserves through the rest of the contract, and then we hire this new head coach, and then you're like. 
and debt and buyouts and stuff. And it's like, uh, it, it gets ugly. But, yeah, I mean, you're just you're trapped almost. Yeah, you're trapped. In I the mean, next two years. Yeah. Something that could have been so marvelous, so wonderful. Oh, my God, yeah. It, it's just such a letdown. Yeah. It's such a letdown. Is. All of the all of like the excitement that we've mm-hmm. had throughout this entire season. Yeah. Throughout last season, it's just all right now. It's just sadness. ground zero. It's ground yeah. zero. It's sadness. It's depression. Yep. It's you know getting I mean, stabbed in the chest. It's like being cheating on cheated yep. on. Yeah. Like I was making this yep. joke. It is. It really is. It like, is. Yep. I was making this joke with my buddies yesterday. I'm like, you know, person X who I was talking to, person Y who I was talking to. It's like, if you're like friend's girlfriend was like cheating on you while dating him it's like that's exactly how this feels like right coolly negotiated with georgetown during the season which is tampering like just reputation and legacy tarnished like he had this job locked up for a month like yeah you know still tried to coach during it even though he knew he had the job like you know, he was cheating on Providence with Georgetown, and mm-hmm. now he's the only coach in Big East history to go from, like, one program to the other in, in one offseason. In the same off conference, yep. Yeah, in the same yep. conference. So yep. it's just you're just – you're left heartless. Right. Like, you're sad. You're distraught. Like, you're bummed. You're yep. disappointed. Just bummed. And it's just, like, how could you do something like right. that? I know. Again, like, I, I don't mean to beat a dead horse, and I get why he left. Like, yeah. He believes he can win a national championship. His daughter, the location, change of scenery, more money, more resources, more NIL, which he's big with. You know, the recruiting in the Maryland and, and D.C. area. Like, the ability to win a national championship. I get all that. But it's just, he still could have gotten the job in so many different and better ways. Right. And that's what sucks about it the most is because look at what he left behind in doing it the way that he did. Yeah. Like, Jaden Pierre, who came here to play for Coach Cooley. You know, Bryce Hopkins, Devin Carter, Garway Duwan, Drew Fielder, yeah. uh, Santoro. And it's like, now we're screwed because we don't know, we only, do, we not only don't have a head coach, but it's like, who are we going to recruit now? Yeah. And there are already so much better, so many better coach teams than, I mean, every every team in the Big East is better coach than us right now. We didn't, we didn't have a head coach point, for right? God's sakes. Yep. So it's like, now they're going to get like the, the top and best recruits and we're not. Yep. Because we have this first-time head coach who, you know, nobody knows who it's going to be yet. So, yeah. just... Yeah. But you know what, Ralph? I'm going to put your resume in for the run so... <laughs> yeah, thanks. So, maybe... So, yeah. everyone out there, Ralph Shockey for head coach of the yeah, PC Friars basketball thanks. team. I want to get into coaching one day, actually. Yeah. Like, Someday. when I'm retired and yep. stuff, but... I mean, uh, it just... Yeah, it sucks. It's, it hurts. It stings. It like, um, I want to bring up, like, Cooley's tournament record. Tournament with record, you. right. Um, like in a vacuum. Yeah. Like, do you think like Cooley is an overrated head coach? I know it's easier to answer the question now that he's gone, but I just want to right. ask you. I mean, I still have some respect towards Cooley, mm-hmm. and I think that with what he was able to do with the teams that he had, I think that he, he overall, I think he did a great job. Mm-hmm. But his tournament record was what three, three and, and nine, seven, three and seven, three and seven. Yeah. So, and two of those wins came from last year alone. Double-digit teams. Too. So. It, so pretty much overall, like in, in Cooley's career here at Providence, he was not able to perform in the times that we needed to, in the March Madness times, right? Yeah. He had the one yeah. March Ma- or um, Big East uh, tournament title, mm-hmm. but even even in that, I think? I think we still lost in the first round. You know, so yeah. even in like the times that we had, you know, like good seeds, like good momentum going into the tournament, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, 
Cooley wasn't able to perform in those yeah. times. Besides last year, of course, mm-hmm. which we went to the Sweet 16 yeah. and lost a devastating game to Kansas. Yeah, we had the ability to win that game. We right? definitely had the ability to win that game. But, you know, I, I think overall, I mean, looking at his tournament record being 3-7. Three, three and, and seven. Three and it's seven, not great. It's like, not great. that's not great. Yeah. That is really not great. And, you know, going back to it, He's going to be getting paid close to six seven, million. You know, what, whatever he's going to be paying. Neighborhood of six million at, a year. You know, at Georgetown. Yeah. And if it's, you know, if he doesn't improve on that record and improve in March, then I don't think I don't think he's worth the money. Yeah. You know, I I don't think that if Providence were to have gave him another offer, you know, which could have even been like less than you know what Georgetown was offering, maybe five million, mm-hmm. and say he accepted the five million here. Oh my God! Yeah. I, you know, like I don't think that I think we would have just been wasting money at that point to keep him here, to keep him here for an extra a million and a half, because that that alone, a million and a half, is a, a lot, lot of money, money yeah. especially for you College, know a school like yeah. Providence College. Yeah, you know, an extra million and a half going straight to Cooley. Yeah, I mean that's that that's like thirty percent of his uh, his salary here. Yeah. you know, right. being three and a half, so to say. Mm-hmm. So I mean, for a thirty percent raise to not perform in the times that it matters. I don't think it would have been worth it. Mm-hmm. Even if we extended his contract here or, you know, was able to give him more money to stay, do I think it would have been worth it to keep him here? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. But I think Coach Cooley overall, like, you know, was a fantastic coach. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I say that because he really did develop our team into what it is, you know, and, yeah. and gave the recognition like, to the program within the past couple years. Yeah. Like he made the players buy in, right? In his exactly. like his leadership, and, and his coaching. Look, look at our recruits that we were gonna have. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe the best recruiting cl- recruit, sorry, no, recruiting class in the history of PC. Mm-hmm. You know, I. Yeah. Drew Fielder, Garway yeah. Duall, yeah, top you know hundred recruits. Mm-hmm. I mean, two top one hundred, yeah. I mean, it's definitely something to think and sort of think about going forward. Mm-hmm. But I think overall, even with that record. I think that Coach Cooley would not have been worth it to sign a $5 million deal here at Providence. So even if, like, so in the hypothetical situation scenario where our recruiting class next season, like, stays and stays committed and comes here next year, like, you wouldn't want to, like, boost up Cooley's salary just to keep him for that class in, like – in order to make like an elite eight like second weekend run. Well, in that situation, I think I would have. Yeah, I think I would have no, and gave, gave it a try at least. Yeah. For for maybe two years. Yeah. You know, especially with the recruits that we had coming. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I didn't think about yeah. that. That all just sort of went right over now. My you're head. good. But with with the way he performed like right now in like this season, mm-hmm. lost to Kentucky in a very close game. You know, like. I think looking at this year, the same players that we had, not you know considering these recruits coming in, I, I don't think that for what Cooley did this year and the way that he performed and the way that we went out, losing the last four of, of you know or losing the last five of our six games or whatever, including mm-hmm. the March Madness game. Yeah. Do I think that this season would have been worth five million dollars, six million dollars, whatever? No. I don't think so. No. I don't think so. But yeah. you bring up a good point, though, potentially giving him more money to stay, mm-hmm. with, with these, especially with these new in. recruits. Yeah. It would have been interesting to see. But if he didn't perform, then it's like, you know, like we're wasting money at this point. 
Yeah. You know, because well, then you can fire him. Right, you can, but you know, you know, but then firing Cooley would look bad on the school, though, would it not? True. You yeah. Know, so. True. And just alone in those increases of pay, like if he were to go from three and a half to five, mm-hmm. he's getting basically one year salary and increases over two years. Yeah. You know, so like that—that's a lot of money. But I do see where you're coming at, where it would have been fine to give him more money in that situation, in that mm-hmm. extremely hypothetical situation. Yeah, because like at I don't that point, he, like you're I don't going even all think he would have accepted of... us, even if we gave him, because we were no way in hell we were matching him, you know, six for mil. six million, yeah. seven million. I don't even know what Georgetown's giving him yeah. for this year, because that's still, I think, you know, very, very vague. But mm-hmm. but it's somewhere around like that six to seven million. Yeah. Somewhere near like half of what he was making here, or yeah, double, double. I believe he like here. he was at like three point eight here, yeah. if I read and saw correctly. Yeah. Um, but like, what was I gonna say? Like just with his record, it's like, yeah. is is a coach really worth six mil when he's three and seven in the NCAA tournament? I don't believe so. I don't think so. Like he's gonna be like like he's no he's no Izzo. No, or like Coach K or Bill Coach Self K, or Bill Self, yep. you know even uh, Mark Few from Gonzaga. Um, you know, like those guys are legends in March. Yeah, yeah. and those those guys would be you know considered ones to be highest paid. Oh yeah, Cooley. I don't. I I saw this yesterday mm-hmm. with his new deal at Georgetown. He's, he's top the, ten. He's the third highest paying co- paid coach wow. with this new deal. I don't think he's worth that, but yeah. I, I mean, but but I think this, he's good. This, I don't go, think he's great. I don't. You know, I I'm excited to see. Well, I, I I think excited is the wrong word to you mm-hmm. know to use here, but I I, I want to see what he could do at Georgetown, which makes him worth the money. Because yeah. I don't I don't I you know I don't. You got to win a championship. You got to win a championship. Yeah, I, and and I don't think he's going to be able to do anything. Yeah. You know, with the team that Georgetown has right now. Coaching that team, I don't even think he's going to make March Madness next year. Wow, I don't. Even, I don't think he will. That's I don't bold. think he will. That's I bold. think they're going to be an average to lower, you know, Big East team once again. Interesting. I don't think the addition to, of Coach Cooley is really going to over the top. matter. You know, because I think it's going to take a few years for Cooley to settle into that program, mm-hmm. especially with all these new players. Yeah. You know, so I think for the next two years, I don't think Cooley is going to be able to do. You know the expectations that people are looking for him to do in Georgetown. Yeah. All the Georgetown fans, all the Georgetown faculty, staff, you know, different coaches there. Yeah. I don't think that they're going to, you know, reach the expectations that they're looking for. Yeah. No. I mean, you make a great point there. Like, you know, with him being the top three highest, like, you know, they're going all in after Coach Cooley and Ed Cooley, right? Yep. Like, they're going all in. He's the third highest paid coach in the. In the uh, in the NCAA, you know, college basketball landscape, right? Who who are number one and two? Do you remember? No, I'm not too sure. But I'm sure I they I'm the sure they have line. you know championships. Yep. So now it's you know it's championship or bust for Georgetown. Right. And the right. thing about that is is like and we just we mentioned it earlier before is like how good the Big East right now is is Cooley really going to be able to get past everyone else in the Big East? No, with that Georgetown team. With the Georgetown team? No, I don't know because they're all I settled. Know. I think. Even the first-year coaches that we saw this year, and Xavier, Seton Hall, Villanova. Yeah, like Cooley's already behind the eight ball. He's already behind the eight ball. Yeah. He's already, and I think he's going to be behind the eight ball. For what, two years probably? For two years. I think until he establishes, you know, his Like his culture, what, what, what his he's, guys. What he's know. looking for in his team. Yeah. And that's going to take, like, a good year to really, yeah. like, really you know, to really just, like, you know, exhibit, like, his, you know, Knowledge, his skill, his culture, his what he's looking for out mm-hmm. of all of his players. Yeah. It's going to take some time for that to happen. Yep. 
And, you know, that's where I think – I don't think Georgetown is going to go too far, especially with the way the Big East is now. Yeah. It's and, a gauntlet. It's, you can argue make the case right. it's the best conference of college basketball right now. Yeah. In terms of coaching and teams. I agree. Well, let's take a look. I mean, three of the Sweet 16 teams are in the— yep. are, Tied for the most teams you know, in, the, are, are, in the tournament with the, in the right. Sweet 16, yeah. So, I mean, the Big East is scary. The Big East is really scary. But I, I, do, see, I do see some potential out of this from Providence, despite all of this negative, you know, yeah. side it's for a new school. Era. It's a it's new gonna era. It's going to be a new era. It's going to take probably one year, but— One, two, probably. Yeah. But we got to find – it all starts with finding – By year three. Like, by year three, we got to be good. It all starts with getting one good head coach. Yeah. No, that's it. That's it. I mean, we could even pick up the guy that – or St. John's just dropped. Uh, Mike Anderson. Yeah, Mike Anderson. Even Patrick Ewing out funny. Oh, yeah, no. Well, that's what I was telling you was Patrick Ewing. You know, like – I don't know how much he got paid at Georgetown. I'd be, I think it'd be close to that six million dollars. I mean, it, it could be, but but look look at what Ewing did though. Yeah. Look at what Ewing True. did. I mean, what three conference wins in two yeah. years? It's I think overall, I think he, I think his record overall, I think was like twenty eight wins in six years. It's awful. Twenty eight wins it's in aw- six. I wonder years. how no, how many of those are non conference. Yeah. Well, Probably I think I would imagine them. a lot of like them are. Twenty six of them. Yeah, because I mean, a third of his season here, you know, it's a third of his years he only got. Three Big East wins. Yeah. So I would imagine a lot of them were the non-conference, but yeah. But to have that bad of a losing record, mm-hmm. if he was getting paid in the same ballpark as Cooley right now, yeah. I mean, I that that sort of goes to show, like once again, where they're going all in for this head coach. You're sucks. going, you're going yeah. all in, but it could be a bust. Yeah. And yep. Georgetown has to get, you know, like their stuff together. Mm-hmm. They got to get their players. They got to get a team. Yeah. Like a fighting team. Yeah. And I, I think until they have that, Cooley's not going to have success in the Big East with Georgetown. Well, yeah, I mean they're they're not going to have success until he gets his guys right. Yep. And I don't know what he what he makes of the roster right now. I saw that their whole starting five, or majority of their team, whatever star power, they're good players on like the transfer portal, like Primo Spears. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. But you know, they're not going to be good until he gets his guys in. And I don't know if you saw, but like. Lampkin, the TCU big man, like a few days, before, two days before the Kentucky game, Cooley, while still the head coach of Providence, was on a Zoom meeting with him. Yeah. Recruiting him to Providence. And now, after the news comes out that Cooley goes to Georgetown, a little bit later in the day, yesterday, you know, now Lampkin transfers to Georgetown. Of course. So it's like he's recu- he recruited him to Georgetown the whole time. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, did he do the same thing with Garway Duval? Because Garway Duval didn't sign his letter of intent to Providence College in the summer. Yep. So, like, people were yeah. questioning that. Now yep. it's like, okay, was he recruiting to Georgetown the whole time right. because he saw that the job was going to be open because of Patrick Ewing? Yeah, I mean, who, who knows? I don't know. How it's long, all hypothetical and right. stuff. Right. Who knows how long this still, has been going on? Still, for. yeah. And it's, it's <clears throat> sick. It's, it's, you know, makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah, no, really. Because it's just not who Cooley is and who we no. make him out to be and who nope. we think of as this hero no. and role model and American dream and yep. stuff. Um, and yeah, they, but that—that's where it sucks. I mean, yeah. you turn into a villain. Yeah, no, you, know, you did. I you mean, know the saying: "Die and be a hero, or live long enough to see yourself yeah, become a superhero." Villain. <laughs> I mean, who's uh, cool, cool, a villain here? Now. Yeah, no, I mean, I can't wait for that home game next year. That's no, gonna be gonna nuts. Be one hell of a game. It's gonna be bigger than the UConn game. The oh, Novi. It's gonna be the biggest home game of it's the year be next the biggest, year. Yeah. But I think like the athletic department is gonna put it during winter break though, so that like not all the students are back and yeah. no like tall boy getting thrown out right. of it happens. 
But no, he's gonna, you know, but be, oh, there's something else I wanted to bring up. But yeah, like they're not gonna be good until he gets his guys in, and like even at that point, what that's gonna take what two, three years maybe. Yeah. And at yeah. that point, it's like you know the Big East is still gonna be really good. Yep. And you know maybe we're in a better position than them. I don't Who know. Knows? Who knows? Who knows? You know, but. You never know what's going to come out of this until, you know, everything happens, is set in yeah. stone and happens. So, yeah. you know, it's sad to see, though, mm-hmm. but there there is good potential, I think, for both teams. Yeah. You know, and it, at yeah, the end of the I day, mean, it was a business decision. Yeah. And I, I have one more final, like, closing, yeah, you know, um, like, question, sort of, like, topic yeah. to, like, finish this uh, episode on. Mm-hmm. Do you think that this season was a season to, like, remember? Do you think that there was any, you know, benefits to this season any like sort of good things that came out of the season, especially with the way that we were sort of projected to be earlier in the you know before the season started earlier you know in like the off season mm-hmm. we were sort of projected to not be you know that great of a team like a lower level Big East team. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the season overall was like a good season? <sighs> That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, I think like those are the kinds of questions we're gonna record in the next episode where like. Right. We break down the whole season as a whole. Like we do our superlatives. Like for the audience listening, listening, like we're gonna think about like doing like team MVP, like most disappointing, most surprising, X yeah. factor, like team awards, right? Yeah. But I think to answer your question, like it was a good season that could have been great if it didn't end the way that it did. I agree. Yeah. That's the way I see it. And yep. like you think about seasons, right? Not just for like basketball, but you think of like the Super Bowl winning teams. The teams that win NBA Finals, like uh, golf tournaments, NHL, MLB, whatever, right? Like, they're made and defined by moments. Yep. And you look back at our year last year where we made the Sweet 16, like, I'm just replaying all the moments that happened in last year's team and season. It's like the Jared Bynum game-winning three versus Xavier. The big shot he had versus Xavier at home. You know, the... uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm blanking now, but just no. But there was so all, much memorable moments from last yep. season, like uh, a block or what, like the UConn game, mm-hmm. and like et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, I, I don't, I can't really think of any like big time moments from this season. Like yep. we didn't have as many big time wins. Right, we didn't. You know, like I was really excited about that UConn game we went to, and then we just we got blown yep. out. Um, like what was our what would you say is our biggest win of the season? Like Nova away? Uh, I think maybe the, I think the UConn at home. UConn at home, yeah, probably. The, the, probably the, that yeah. two game sort of span of Marquette probably. and UConn at home. Yeah, yeah. But those, but those are two home games. Yeah, though. again, but yeah, those you know, are two home games. I yeah, but I agree with you. I don't think like this year had like that similar. I don't really think of like similar feeling. Now. You know, like we're it was a brand new team to start off. It was a brand new team. I think that we did exceed the expectations. Yeah. That we were, you know that we had pre-season, going into yeah. this, yeah, in, in the preseason, we exceeded the expectations. I don't think it's as rememberable as a year. No, it's like you know, last say year. last year. Or, like we had so much veterans and veteran leadership right. and stuff. But I think, considering the fact that we didn't have a single starting player from yeah, last season, starting five wiped. That we just had a completely new season. We were able to make it to the March Madness. You know, the ending, the end of our season was awful. Mm-hmm. Was just straight up just worst basketball I've seen us play as a program since I, I've been a student fan. I agree. I completely agree with that, Ralph. The Xavier home loss, yeah. Seton home or Seton oh Hall God, home Seton loss. Hall. Oh I mean, 
losing at home for like the, for the first time since Senior Villanova day. in 2022. Mm-hmm. I mean, we it was practically a full entire year since we lost at home. Yeah. And we did that at the end of the season. Yep. And I sort of tie this into like, you know, Cooley leaving mm-hmm. because it wasn't necessarily it wasn't necessarily a bad season or bad enough for him to like say like, "Oh, screw you guys, like I'm leaving." Mm-hmm. Cuz I still I still think that there were some good parts of the season. You know, but but I think that you know, like I I I don't really see like any like you know reason for Cooley to leave because this season was just bad, you you get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, it wasn't like a complete like letdown. Yeah, or, you know, um, I still think that there were some good parts of the season. I and I do believe that Cooley, you know, sort of like wasn't in like the right mindset mm-hmm. in like the, the last, last month, yeah. in like the last month yeah. of play. Like the season I never mean, reached a point where it's like, oh my god, we got to fire Ed Cooley, like it did like with right. like Ewing mm-hmm. and Mike Anderson. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I mean that's sort of there. like where I feel. Yeah. Uh, we made the March Madness. We did. We were projected to be a two seed in the Big East tournament. Yeah. When uh, yeah. B- before that Xavier game. Yeah, and we out, fell all the way down to five. And then we fell all the way down to five. Yeah. So you know, I, I I think that there was some. I think like the good, the pros outweigh the cons in this situation. Yeah. You know, to the season, I think overall, like it. You know, it was a devastating loss to Kentucky, one which we could have won. Yeah, we, one yeah, which I think that yeah. if our heart and soul, Ed Cooley, was, was fully in into invested. This game. Yes, and I think that yes. I don't think his mindset was there. I think mm-hmm. he was very discombobulated with the whole Georgetown situation. Yeah. That I he agree. didn't, you know, I don't think he was there completely mentally, right. physically, right. whatever, emotionally. That I think that that's a, one of the main reasons why we didn't, you know, come out on top against mm-hmm. Kentucky in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, but I, I, I think it's just it's a sad way to end this season. Yeah, it is. And I think, like, looking at it from the outside, like, the program and school is in a way better position now than it was when Cooley first entered yep. it. So that's good, at least. Like, yep. the facilities, NIL, all that. Right. So that's a pro. Definitely. Cooley's X's and O's are very replaceable. That's a pro. And, you know, it's a new era. It's a new era. It's a new you era. know, we, we I asked you the question, like, do you think if we, he reached the ceiling? Like, I think Cooley decided that by himself, and I, I thought we could have got – I think with, like, next year's recruiting class and him staying yep. this upcoming season, we could have made it to the lead eight in the second weekend. But, you know, for us it's a new start. And, you know, now I kind of just want, like, a – a new young like offensive mind. Yep. You know, I mean, I'm a huge NFL fan, so talking about it like NFL terms, like a Sean McVay, Matt Lafleur, Kyle Shanahan, like Kevin O'Connell, like one of those guys. Uh, like that looks like Cam English right now, who I've been reading about recently. Yep. I'm not sold on him obviously just from, yet. From uh, George Mason. Yeah. Yeah, from George Mason. And for Ed Cooley, it's a fresh start too. It's yep. a new open door. It's a new challenge. You know. Unfortunately, you know, he left us, and we're just gonna I, have to I, live I, with it. I hate to say Move it, but forward. he's going to a better program, a better reputation, more money, more resources, more NIL, like a better recruiting area in general as a whole. National championship, John yep. Thompson, change of scenery with his wife, like the ability to start a new chapter and like write another legacy with Georgetown. But you know, just it's tough. It's again, and I hate to beat a dead horse. It sounds like a broken record, but it's just the way that it happened, the way that it ended. Yep. That's what gets me the most and, and why I'm just never going to look at it in the same way. Yep. So, yeah, yeah I mean. I, I mean, I'm sort of torn torn part, like, personally, because, like, 
I still want to respect him. Yeah, but, but you the just way can't. he just went out was just so unrespectful. You yeah. know, and, and unprofessional in some ways. Val Ackerman's so. got to do something about it, like yep. with the tampering involved. Yeah. And, and like, I think part of it is like Cooley decided to go because he knew he wouldn't get punished. Yep. By Val Ackerman, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, cool. That's what we got today. Maybe I think we got all our thoughts. Yeah, yeah. We're, we got like 25 seconds left so. here. So that's, that's all we got. Thanks for listening. Yeah, sorry we weren't able to break down and analyze the Kentucky game, but I don't think most yeah. folks are uh, really concentrated and interested in that right now. Yeah. So we got 10 seconds left here. Stay tuned, uh, stay tuned with the uh, season recap. Go Friars. Uh, we'll be back, and uh, thanks for listening. Go Friars.